0: Hello, everybody. This is Bill Canower, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life. Because what it takes to write the book you want to write is what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. It's true, it's all the same thing. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, premier free writing magazine on the internet, featuring articles on writing, the writing life, as well as video interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres next week. Uh, on the first, whenever the first of April is. Uh, no fooling, I will be putting up an interview with Maureen McQuarrie, the young adult author. Uh, we talked about her latest uh, book and the long journey it took for her to get it published and how she didn't think it would get published. It was too unusual, but she did. And uh, she took some chances and was very satisfied. Uh, it was a very cool conversation. That'll be out next week. Check it out at authormagazine.org. Also funded by the fabulous Pacific Northwest Writers Association, supporting writers from Penda Publication since 1955. They're gonna we go, oh you know, the conference is every is in September. Greg Baer is gonna be our the great uh, science fiction writer. He's gonna be our keynote. I'm gonna be teaching. People are already, it's already starting to fill up. Can you believe that? Here it is, March and the, yeah, but it is, it's true. People are signing up already. And uh, you can sign up too for that conference at pnwa.org, pnwa.org. That's where it is. So check it out. Go over there. They're just, they're they're a great organization, great conference. And uh, that's what it's all about. Okay. Enough about things here. Let's talk about today's guest Hallie Efron, I've been wanting to have her on the show for a while, and I got her now. Hallie is an Edgar Award finalist, a five-time finalist for the Mary Higgins Clark Award also. And she's a sought-after writing teacher. She's a good one. Uh, and her writing and selling, and her, excuse me, her book, Writing and Selling Your Mystery Novel, was nominated for Edgar Ann. And her award-winning crime fiction book with you that she wrote for uh, Boston Globe was called On Crime. And she wrote that for 10 years, for 10 years. But now she's with us talking to us about writing and writing and writing. And Hallie, how are you doing? Hey Bill, I'm good, how are you? Oh, I'm good, I'm good, thanks. Uh, You and I, uh, we sort of, uh, we were at two conferences, two of the same conferences this summer, but we never got to say hello, so I'm glad we got to at least say hello virtually, it's very nice. Uh, You were in Portland, and you were also in the New York Conference, weren't you, for the Writer's Digest?
1: I was, I was. Those are about as different as conferences can be, don't you think? Yeah,
0: but um, they yeah. Are, yeah, I <laughs> love
1: the New York conferences, but they're very, very high energy. You yeah. don't really get to connect with people the way you do at um,
0: regional conferences. No, not so much. Yeah, that was a biggie. That was a biggie. But so let's talk about you, Hallie. Uh, I'm always interested in people who, because uh, most writers I know, are like me, and that they grew up not knowing any other writers. Like a writer was a mysterious creature who had a name on a book, was sort of a disembodied person. But you grew up, I believe your parents, your mom and dad were screenwriters. Have I got that even partially right?
1: Yeah, yeah. My parents were, our house, I grew up in a house, I would say, filled with books and girls Uh and writers. I had three (laughs) sisters and the place was just teeming with books. Books were what yeah. it was all about. My parents, uh, my mother went to Hunter. You know, she was a, uh, uh, you know, it was free in those days. They both they both oh. went to free colleges. Uh, really? And, uh, yeah, and uh, majored in English and worked for a Broadway producer. My dad uh, dropped out of college. Actually, he was thrown out. And uh, went to Broadway and became a stage manager, and they, Hooked up, although you wouldn't have used that word back then, right, and uh, right. got married and wrote a play together. Is that
0: romantic? Together, together. They did, hey, yeah. My dad had been that? writing
1: them. I I can't imagine g- writing it, finishing it, and then getting it funded. I mean, oh my God. they were so they a, weren't even thirty.
0: Holy smokes, ambitious little buggers!
1: Yeah, they were. They were anyway. That play was all about having their first baby in the depression. That baby was my famous sister, Nora, right. um, who would go on to figure in all kinds of um, fiction as well as writing it.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so so they wrote a, a play about that. And so yeah, but this is interesting because at the relationship, because uh, so it was more it was in the fa- your, your family business was books and storytelling. And and so it it, it, it must have. It can't have seemed as mysterious as it does to a lot of other people who are trying to make the transition from just a sort of, quote, nobody, you know, to having their names on the shelf somewhere. So did you have to go yeah. through that at all, or did it maybe not help at all that your parents were writers?
1: Well, it didn't help that all my sisters were writers, I have to tell you. Um oh, and no. so And no. yeah, I spent a lot Wait, of time— Wait, where do you
0: fall in the age range?
1: I'm, I'm third of four. There's actually okay. a pretty wide age range— my sister, Nora, is oh, five, six, seven, 11 years older than my oh. younger sister. Oh, So wow. there's a lot of years in there.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And anyway, I, I you know, growing up in that family, I was the one who said, I don't write. I'm not the writer. Really? And mm, mm, I spent well, a lot of time ready? answering that question, what's wrong with you? Why don't
0: you write? <laughs> <laughs> that, what's wrong with you people? Just writing things. Exactly. So you so didn't so see I had yourself to to a wait writer.
1: Until, I didn't, know. I had to wait until what? my kids were grown almost in college and then I started writing. So I'm like I'm like a lot of people out there when I go out and I teach writing I find that so many uh women and men have waited yeah. until either near retirement or a point where they're financially secure where they can take a risk and devote a certain amount of their time and energy to writing their first book. And then it's a very long haul, as I know you know. Yeah. Um, I once heard Dennis Lehane say it takes ten years from the yeah. time you start thinking you want to be a writer to when you might
0: actually have a publishable book,
1: and that's my experience.
0: That sounds about right, actually. Yeah. Just in terms yeah, of where I think the idea so. crosses your crosses your prow. But okay, yeah. so so you didn't want to. So you didn't feel you could really dedicate it till you said your kids were grown up and off to college. Uh what were you doing with yourself at that time? Was that were you writing the You weren't writing anything at all, not even that that even that column for the Boston Globe wasn't happening at that point? No,
1: no, I wasn't. No, wow. I didn't start doing that until No, I I was about I, what happened was I was about 40 and I got a phone call from a woman who was a magazine writer who wanted to write a piece about me.
0: Right. And okay. I said,
1: "Why?" And she said, "Well, you're the only one who doesn't write." <laughs> And I said, if anyone's going to write about me not writing, it's going to be me. And oh. I realized at forty, I needed to get going, and that's when I started doing. I think what women are more likely to do than men when we decide we want to do something, which is we take classes. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> Instead it's true. of just jumping in,
1: yeah, yeah. So I, uh, so I did. I started, um, I started keeping a diary. I started joining. I joined a writers' group. I. I I took classes and started working on on a book. You know, it d- didn't get published that book, but you have to, you know, you have to till the soil
0: in order to reap the harvest. But so okay, I just find this so interesting, Hal. I don't mean to dwell on it, but I I think this is super interesting to me. So you 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 must have had to deal with the fact because by this time your sisters, because I know. Didn't your, didn't Nora, your sister Nora, and Delia, did they work together a little bit?
1: Yeah, yeah, they worked together right. on movies, yeah.
0: Right, right. And so they must have already begun that by the time you're 40, right? This is already, that's starting to happen yes. already? Right. Yeah,
1: it was a little bit on the early side uh, in terms of, um, Nora was already writing movies, but uh, she hadn't brought Delia, uh, she started bringing Delia in right about then.
0: Well, the only reason I mentioned it is I know how it is. My brother, I was the writer in my family and my brother is a wonderful writer, but he got interested in it later on. And he it was hard for him because I had been the writer and it was yeah. like ground that wasn't his. And he was the younger brother. And so he's had to kind of get over that hump of thinking he's not for whatever. Like there's only one in the family or something. And so uh, I would assume you've had to had to sort of deal with some of that crap that can come up in humans uh when and perhaps that was swimming around in you even before your kids set off and you got that call from that journalist because you don't just write I mean it it seems to me if you once you start writing the idea of writing has to be kind of percolating around quietly even when you're not doing anything yeah well you would think so wouldn't you (laughs) well yeah it's been my experience but maybe not maybe it was just I
1: don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think one of the reasons I I write suspense, mystery suspense. Yeah. I think probably one of the reasons I do that aside from the fact that I like to read it very much and I do think you should always write what you read. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I I I think one reason was that none of my sisters had written anything like that. They wrote romantic comedy, my younger sister wrote um wonderful historical novels, and I just I I I was ready to say it's okay if I'm not as good as them, but I wasn't ready to get right in the ring with them. I I, I wanted my own space, yeah, and that's yeah. why crime fiction seemed like and and I and I love it. And you know, crime fiction is very oh, it's it's reassuring. There's a whole set of um, genre conventions, and it's just it's you know not so loosey goosey the way. Um, the way, uh, you know, real
0: novels are. And hey, so, hey, uh, and I, and hey, I love it's the, real. the form. <laughs> it's, it's real. Don't you say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're, I know. Don't. Don't say that. But, it's not true. But there are, I know there what you are mean.
1: conventions, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, they're useful. They're useful for very, you.
1: Very, yeah. They're very useful. And so, and yeah, that's, and I like that
0: and uh you and so you and again you you liked reading uh crime that was your i mean i assume you read broadly but but crime was the thing you find yourself coming back to the most or maybe that was your exclusive taste
1: oh gosh um no i like all kinds of uh writing but i i really got hooked you know i guess starting with nancy drew and going on yeah. to agatha christie yeah. and yeah. uh and um and I especially liked, uh, you know, Rex Stout and oh gosh, all the Golden Age writers and uh, and then the modern ones, you know.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of good ones. Uh, so wow. I,
1: I've re- I've read more crime fiction than you can shake a stick at. That's for sure. Well,
0: you wrote your column. Um, Were you, was it like a review column, the on crime for the Boston Globe? It was. was it-, it
1: was. I yeah. I reviewed three books a month, and I would yeah. get. About 60 or 70 yeah. advanced reader's yeah. copies each month. And I had to nice. decide what to review. Yeah. It was great because it re- that was around the time I was writing my book about how to write a mystery novel, which right. I really didn't think I knew how to do yet because I hadn't written that many. But reading right. all of them and reviewing them was great because I could appreciate the breadth of the genre that it's, you know, not just cozies, not just police procedurals, that there's a huge. Right range and from you know quite literary to quite not literary and that and that and that success is uh you know in the in the reader's eye anyway i i i loved doing that book review column but it it was a lot of work and i uh, tried not to review books that people would be reading anyway like james patterson doesn't need me to review right (laughs) Right. Uh, yeah and i (laughs) Yeah, so I thought I would review books, and, I'm, and I did review books by authors that I certainly hadn't heard of, um, right. and uh, things that people might not be aware of. And I tried not to have to read books I didn't like. There's nothing yeah. worse than reading a book you don't like. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so I would to, start a book yeah. and put it down until I found yeah. one I and, liked. And, you, and, then and if you
0: didn't like it, you just wouldn't review it. You just said it's not worthy of
1: unless it. Unless I ran out of time at the end of the month, and then
0: there'd be a bad review.
1: So I never lied uh-huh.
0: Right, yeah. right. And were you, were you a nice reviewer, Hallie? It's okay if you weren't. You
1: know, I find – I hate snarky reviews. I always think yeah. it's the reviewer trying to be the writer. Look at me, yeah. look at me. They say. Yeah, I think you're
0: right. Think you're it right. turns
1: me off, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I like reviews to be uh, meaty, uh, specific, uh, so that the reader can tell if this is a book they would like to read, you know? Even if yeah. the review's not a good review, and and I, as I say, I really hate the too clever for them for their own good reviewers who really get off on you know punning on the title or <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. If, I agree
0: I agree so all right so you sat down to write your first novel. eventually you, you for too long you're able to publish one when you think about your learning curve as a as a fiction writer. What was the biggest thing Hallie Efron needed to learn? Like, what was her biggest like? Because certain things come easier to everybody, I think, and there's certain things we've definitely got to learn. What was it like for you? What came natural? What didn't come natural? Please, absolutely.
1: I think because I was writing mysteries, I started out thinking about story, plot, Mm -hmm. what was going to happen, who was going to die, who would be suspected, all of the All the moving parts of a mystery. And the thing that I have come to realize is that character is more important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're
1: both important, but it's all about plot and it's all about character and it's all about plot and character, and that it always has to be character driven. That you just don't throw a character into a book because you need somebody to stand on the corner. Right. They have to have some kind of. I don't know, some kind of reason for being there in the context of what's happening in the other characters, even the minor ones. And um, that took me a long time to realize. uh, And now I struggle with it all the time. Is uh, Whenever I I come to a point in uh, writing a story, what's going to happen next? The question, well, what could happen next? And what makes sense in terms of these characters?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, um, it's really. I always think of that. Uh, actually, I wrote. I'm, I'm writing a piece for Writer's Digest about how there's no villains in memoir, and I talk. Actually, I use the metaphor of um, crime fiction, which strikes me is not a who done it, but a why done it. Because at least been, that's been my experience. I'm like, well, I don't really care who killed someone, but I do want to know why they killed the person. It's all the motivation. Would you say that's a yeah. fair assessment?
1: Um, I think for a lot of mysteries, it is. It's not for mine. For my mysteries, um, my the books I write are all "What's going on here?" books. Like
0: there's something happening, and what? what why? What's something's going, what? going
1: happening? It looks like X, but it isn't X.
0: Something oh. is
1: something different I, is really happening. Right. So it's so that's why I say "What's going on here?" book. Um, right. That's the kind of book I like to write. I don't. I don't know, uh, uh, who done it and why done it. I'm more interested in why done it than who done it. But, right. Uh, but I'm much more interested in, um, you know, what's going on here? What
0: What is this
1: thing that's right. happening?
0: Do you start with the thing that you know is happening or what you want the mystery to, or what you want the question to feel like?
1: Um, I usually start thinking I know what's going on here, and then I almost always end up. <laughs> To be wrong. <laughs> really? Oh, <laughs> As I write the book, yeah, yeah, because, oh, okay. and, and that's good, because I figure that's what the reader figures is going on, too, and right. you want to surprise right. them somewhat at the end without gobsmacking them. I mean, you don't want to be so ridiculous in the in the solution that uh, people say, oh, yeah, right. Uh, it right. has to seem like, oh, I should have, I always, I always compare it to The Sixth Sense, you know, at the end of that movie yeah you want to go back and watch it again and,
0: right right, yeah, right. and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. see
1: if you can tell that he isn't that he's dead yep. and uh and that's exactly what I want in a book is I want that <sighs> feeling at the end of I s didn't see it and it was there all the time
0: all you know what see you're you're taking Aristotle's vice, <laughs> and he he said the ending should be surprising but inevitable,
1: yes, absolutely, right. I'm writing yeah, I'm that sure down right now. Of. I didn't realize yeah. I was quoting
0: it. So. Yeah, you're Aristotelian. That's good. Uh <laughs> so I think I'm gonna get her first name wrong. I think it's Martha Graham, this is the suspense writer. Is it Martha? Am I thinking? Is that that her first name? Graham. I it's, all right. There's a I lot don't of know. them. I understand. Okay, that's fine. She writes, she's American, but she writes British mysteries. And I think of it because my dad is a huge mystery reader, just reads just voraciously. And so when I started doing these interviews, I shot a bunch of video interviews. She was one of the people I interviewed. And when I told him that she had no outline whatsoever, that she just sort of has a character and follows him and sees what happened, he could not believe it because the things would always wrap up so tidily in the end. And I said, no, it's true. There's a lot of mystery writers who do not outline, who don't know who, who the killer is. They just have a body and then they find out what happened. Where do you land on that? I'm going, to be, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess you're more of an outliner. I'm going to guess to start with. Is that, am, um, I right? am I right or wrong?
1: N- uh, you're half right. Um, half I, right. <laughs> I usually know what I want, how, where I want to begin. I know sort right. of what the book's going to be about, and I think I know the ending. I'm almost always wrong, but I think I know the ending. And right. then I start writing, and as I write, I outline what I wrote.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Because I
1: I lose it. You know, right. unless I get the bones down and figure out what I just said, and then right. I try to outline a little bit ahead, and I'll try to write that, and then I'll revise the outline because I didn't right. write what I thought I was going to write. So I kind of push the outline ahead of me, and try to meet that that end point that I thought I was aiming for at the beginning. So I'm kind of an in between, um, mm-hmm. and and I always love it when the story goes sideways in a way that I wasn't expecting it to. Uh, it's not that the characters take over, but it's more that trying to write what I thought should happen next is boring. Right. So I delete it and start over. Where what do what what else could happen?
0: I'm telling you, I, I only I write essays. I mostly uh, personal essays, some short, some long, and I always even, looking for the thing I didn't expect. The sentence that Comes in that's an idea that's going a different direction, and I always know that's the one I want to follow. I want what my imagination gives me more than what I think I want to write about, and the surprise is always the best stuff, you know, exactly. even in nonfiction. It's always yeah, the best. Stuff.
1: I'm just like that. That's exactly true, and it's such an yeah. exhilarating moment when you get isn't one it? of those. Yeah, isn't
0: it great? It's Absolutely. like seeing oh, yeah. a
1: shooting star. It's like, it woo!
0: is. Yeah. Well, you know, that's uh, it's really. Uh, I thought about it. I was like, I can, you know, with I, I need an inspired idea, because without an some kind of idea that came to me that is interesting to me, I don't know really what I'm doing. Once I have one of those ideas, I can do whatever. But if I don't have an idea that feels like it came from elsewhere, I just I feel kind of lost when I'm doing anything. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to feel like I floated off the ground, but it does have to feel like it wasn't my idea, but it did come to me. That's always if you're about
1: reminding me of. One of my favorite quotes and I wish I knew who said it. I think it's a a science fiction writer. But leap and the net will appear.
0: Ah. Ooh. Oh, I like it. I hadn't heard that. Isn't
1: that great? Yeah, I oh, love that. Yeah. I love that idea. And because that's kind of what you keep having to do when you're a writer. Yeah.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so you have written and then a book? Some... Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Please finish your thought.
1: No, no. I was just I was just going to say and then sometimes the net doesn't appear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, let's not tell the young writers about that. They can learn that for themselves. They'll find Um, that
1: out soon enough.
0: Well, speaking of young writers, so you wrote writing and selling your mystery novel. And so, you know, I write a lot of writing for writers. I do a lot of teaching for writers. Um, And I know how important it is because, of course, writing a mystery novel, writing anything, it's a big thing. There's a lot you have to know. But you have to crystallize things to teach. Um, When you sat down to write that, did you have certain... Idea, specific ideas you wanted to get across to the reader that didn't seem self-evident for the beginning mystery writer? Mystery yeah, mystery there were writer. a lot of
1: them. I, you have to know, uh, before I wrote, I was a teacher
0: ah, oh for years. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, see. I taught elementary school. I always say everything I learned about working with people, ah. I learned it in third grade uh, oh, teaching. Excellent. Yeah, and then I taught at the college level, helping people who wanted to be teachers. So teaching oh, okay. is 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 almost closer to my heart than than writing it's right and and I naturally break things down. I naturally think about how do you explain something to somebody it's just right. in my it's in my DNA even more than writing so there was a lot I wanted to say about how to write a mystery novel, and most of the books that I had read about mystery writing when I was trying to write my own were. I don't know. Authors just kind of riffing on topics or
0: Yeah. Or yeah. or um
1: um what what is it? Um uh war stories, you know, how yes. it got published <laughs> yes. and yeah, yeah, and yeah. I didn't think that was particularly useful. Um I wanted to know what do you do first? And then right. after that what <laughs> right. what do you do? And what do you do if right. that doesn't work? You know, right. and not not that there's one way to do it. But there is a way that people have done it and succeeded, and you can try it and see if it works for you,
0: Right. you know,
1: rather than having to reinvent the wheel. So the book is divided into, you know, uh, writing a book, revising right. a book, selling a book. You know, it's right. very, very, very practical, and it's just full of exercises because I like to work from example, analyzing examples to now, now you do an exercise that where you and that's the old teacher in me. That's the third grade teacher. And it works with adults, too. It's just that very hands on. This is how you think about it. This is the simplest right. way.
0: Right. So you wrote the book you would want to read. You see, this is what no matter what I, you're I wrote writing, the book. It's true. Yeah. It, it, it's what so it's this, it doesn't matter if you're writing a mystery or how to write a mystery. You still got to write the book that you would want to read. Right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's true. And you and you've gotten to teach. I mean, as because of that book, you had the pleasure of going around, doing a lot of what I do, which is going to conferences and meeting a lot of mostly adult people who'd like to write books and uh, I guess you enjoy being back in the classroom now.
1: Um I do. I I I almost always have 3 4 or 5 conferences uh in the wings and yeah. uh and I I really enjoy it. I, there are conferences I go back to year after year, and uh, and I'm always happy to see a room full of people, even yeah. people that I've seen the year before who want to come back and hear a little more. So that's yeah. that's
0: fun. Uh, have you see? I know this is true for me. I feel like I learn, uh, like I teach how to write personal essays. So I do that a lot, and this I've written thousands of these of these things, and yet in teaching it to people who ask some questions that I would never think to ask that in a way the answer seems self-evident until I try to answer them. I feel like I've learned a lot about what I write by teaching what I write. Have you found that to be the case?
1: Um, I have. Uh, when I mentioned you know, that how important character is, I think that has grown out of working with people and trying to explain why you know, opening the book with somebody sitting down at a desk and having the desk explode isn't a good idea.
0: it's <laughs> a good beginning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. they got
1: to, somebody told them. You know, you have to get off right. to an exciting start. Oh, okay. right, right, Put a bomb All right. on page one.
0: Right. Um, right. And I
1: and I think I think you know, working with people is how you work through something that seems obvious to you isn't yeah. obvious.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's when they ask those questions that I don't know how to answer. And it drives me mad when it happens. But then I think about it and I think about it. And, you know, a week or a month or two or three months later, I have the answer. But it's always so useful when they ask me something I can't answer right off the top of my head. So, yeah, yeah. they they keep teaching me, that's for sure. Well, uh, all right. So, Hallie, if people want to learn all about you. They want you to teach at their conference if they want to buy one of your books or just learn more about you where where do they go do it
1: oh go to my web- well i'm on facebook of course hallie Ephron. Yeah. um but um my my website is just chock full of stuff h a l l i e e p h r o n dot com hallie dot com and uh i've got an events page if you go there you'll see where am i going i'm gonna be at at uh oh uh In April, I'll be teaching a workshop for Sisters in Crime in New York City, and then in May, I'll be at CrimeCon in uh, Stamford, Connecticut. I'm going to Tuscany. (laughs) Oh, you
0: are? How about
1: that? I am, starting May 29th for a 10-day workshop with Minerva Education, and
0: there's one
1: spot open still in that class. Oh, people, this is your chance.
0: Tuscany <laughs> right. and Hallie Efron. How can you beat it?
1: Uh, uh, it's, you know, like eight students. It should be fabulous.
0: Oh, it'll uh, be great. And, and then I'll
1: be at, will, at Willamette Writers and Book Passage Writers oh. and Southwest Washington Writers and Surrey Writers.
0: Hey, and, I'm going to be at Willamette yeah. Writers also. So we'll see each other. Oh, then. so
1: okay. I will meet you in the
0: bar. <laughs> That's I'll meet you. at Excellent. And also, uh, I don't know if you're still going to do it, but I, I think next week is my turn, but we're both a part of the Writers' Digest Authors Exchange, where we take a week um, yep. offering advice and counsel to anyone on Facebook who wants to join that. Are you still doing that?
1: I am. I am. I just, my week uh, is, well, I think it was two weeks ago. So yeah. I, I get a little rest now before I go again. When do you start again?
0: I think I'm next like week? next week or another week okay. after. I'm, my time is
1: coming up. I got to think
0: it's next week. I got to think of something to do. Yeah. So yeah, so you can. Oh, and, and you with, know what?
1: My my agent will kill me if I don't say, and I also have a book coming out in oh. August, August ah. 6th. Oh! oh. <laughs> I forgot to What's mention the, that I do write what books. Is, um, what is the book it's, called? It's called Careful What You Wish For. All
0: right. And I'll just that's
1: do a quick, it's about a woman who's a an, a professional organizer, you know, like Marie Kondo. Yeah. yeah. And she's got a husband who can't pass a yard sale without stopping. Oh,
0: so that's, is there crime so. involved?
1: Oh, indeed there is.
0: (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Interesting. All right, so that's coming out in August, you said?
1: August, yes,
0: from from HarperCollins. Excellent. All right, well, we'll look for that. Oh, but I can't let you go yet. I'm not done with you. I have to ask you one more question, the all-important question. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to finish this sentence. If writing has taught you anything, it's taught you what?
1: If writing has taught me anything, um... I think it's taught me to be honest, uh, to try to get to – that sounds so heavy, doesn't it? No, but that is what no, I, think. I think. I think honesty is, is the thing that comes through to readers, is to really write your own experience, even when it's in the guise of fiction, to be drawing on that well within you.
0: Yeah. I like honesty. I want all my writers to be honest. I want all my friends – and relatives, to be honest. Well, Hallie, this has been a treat. Uh, I look forward to hopefully meeting up with you in Willamette when we're down there in Portland. Uh, until then, uh, just keep being awesome and I'll see you around.
1: Thanks, Bill. This has been great. All
0: right. Take it easy. Bye-bye. All right, people. Be honest. It's true. Uh, it's true. Be honest. You really can't go wrong. All right, I'll be back again next week uh, with uh, romance writer Aaron Quinn. Until then, ah, go find something you love to do and do it.